0: Welcome to the Mixing Babies and Business podcast, where parenthood meets professional development. We'll be covering all things business, flexible, and remote work with kids. I'm your host, Amy Lynch, and I'll be interviewing inspiring guests who've been showing up as their full selves as parents and blurring the lines between their personal and professional lives. Visit MixingBabiesandbusiness.com to join our movement of parents seeking to invest in themselves alongside their kids. The next interview series on the podcast features Nathan Hall, a parent and the CEO of award-winning video marketing agency, Simple Story, and founder and CEO of CultureCheck, an anti-racism support center for the workforce. He is the recipient of an Ottawa Business Journal 40 Under 40 Award, and was asked to join the Forbes Agency Council, an invitation-only organization for prominent executives of public relations, media strategy, creative, and advertising agencies. Our conversation is split into three parts. In our third and final episode, we talk about creating a social impact business focusing on racism in the workplace and his drive to create a better future for those coming up behind him. Let's get into it. So, you launched a survey this past summer because you couldn't find any data or a lot of data about racialized experiences in the workplace. Mm-hmm. In Canada, you launched that survey to have data to refer to, and then you ended up creating Culture Check to educate workplaces about anti-racism. So, can you explain how that's impacted your work with Culture Check and with Simple Story, and you know the media appearances you've been having over the past year?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, what what happened was, you know, when I won the the Forty Under Forty, I had posted it on my LinkedIn, and somebody left the comment on there saying that no one respects people with a criminal record you and your bros need to learn to respect the law and society and you know when i when i got that i i wasn't quite sure uh, you know what to do with it i'm always uh you know anticipating anytime i post on social media i'm, I'm anticipating these types of uh you know comments and and replies to, to the things that i do you know but it, it's still jarring every time that, that they occur but uh you know people around me were telling me you know just leave it ignore it delete it whatever uh but i, I didn't want to let it go um so i ended up taking this screenshot and I uh, posted it and I tagged the company. I asked them if this is the kind of person that they were proud to employ. And I, I had no idea how people were gonna respond to this, if people are gonna defend him or or what. Uh, but to my surprise a lot of people came to my defense and you know we're we're going at this man and uh, going at the company like what are you gonna do about this? This is awful. You need to do something. This is ridiculous. And uh, and so it really became interesting how many people reached out to me saying things like I can't believe somebody would say something like that or I can't believe people would talk like that in a professional setting and I would have to let them know that you know these types of comments are made to people of color in the workplace all the time it just doesn't get any attention this just happened on on a social platform so that you were able to see it and so it just became abundantly clear um, that in, in addition you know with all of the you know protests and things that were happening this summer there was a lot of conversations in the business community around out anti-black racism. And so given all these conversations and these messages, the gap that existed that I saw between, you know, racialized people and employees and and workplaces and what those expectations, like what we experience versus the expectation of what experiencing, it was so far apart. And I'm just like, this is crazy. And so like, I wanted to quantify uh some of what was going on because like my whole life I hear from my friends, colleagues or whatever. It's like we all hear these stories. We all confer with each other and and talk about it and see how frequently they're going on. But there seems to be like this, you know, the dominant population is completely ignoring it, blind to it, whatever. So it's like, okay, can I quantify this? So I I put out that survey talking about those experiences. And, uh, you know, 84% said they had experienced racial discrimination in the workplace. And 80% said they had the expectation of experiencing it in the workplace. So we walk into the building on edge already, you know, we already have... Have that weight that we're carrying, that somebody is going to say something, somebody is going to do something, somebody is going to make a slight at me or talk down to me. Or, you know, when I start talking in the meeting, they're going to pull out their phone, just always on edge for signs of disrespect of slights that are experienced across, you know, the whole group of, of people, you know, and so it just created a lot of awareness in that way. And so one, it was the frequency that this was happening, I wanted to create a support, uh, you know, for people who are going through these things where they could get that encouragement, they could get those, you know, best practices on how do we how should we best handle these situations when when they happen to us? How do we get that, you know, just by having, you know, hundreds of people supporting me on LinkedIn, you know, that gave me the power and the energy to keep on speaking up to keep on fighting to keep on challenging, you know, these types of things in the workplace. And and so many people like they don't have anybody to talk to about it, uh, especially Especially in the workplace. So they just, they bottle it up, they keep it to themselves, they don't feel like they have a voice. So just having that support where it feels like you do have a support, your, your voice matters, your story matters. And being able to have that is so important for us to continue to, to raise awareness and to keep on fighting these things. So I wanted to provide that support. And then on the opposite end, as we collect all these stories, all these data points, then we go into organizations and we educate them around the true experiences that racialized employees are going through and you know the issue is is that you know most don't ever report you know when they when they experience these things because there is this long history of nothing ever happening when we do um or we get labeled as a troublemaker and difficult to work with and it just makes our lives so much more difficult when we stand up because we've either have all been made an example of or have watched one of our colleagues friends family been made an example of and so it's like you know if you want that future for yourself if you want to throw your career away because of this or if you want to make things harder for yourself and you know kiss that promotion goodbye then you know what I mean so like you're kind of stuck in this rock in the hard place of of what do you do and and, you know the result is a lot of people remain silent on these issues and so companies have this false sense of security thinking that the problem isn't as bad in their company as it actually is right and it's not until like a George Floyd or a yesterday comes up that Mm -hmm. it's like oh Oh, oh, maybe there is a problem. Oh, I, oh, okay. And it's just like, yeah, but you're you're missing all the signs. Like, it, like I said, like with the $50 million Dave Chappelle, you know, Capitol Hill doesn't just happen overnight, right? That has been years in the making of building up, of getting this excitement, of feeding this idea of fake news and who can you trust and uh, election rigging. And all of these things have been building up and boiling over for years in order for something like this to actually uh, occur right and so in the same way it's like you know daily indiscretions are happening daily events are going on in people's lives within your workplace that are alienating people that are causing like a level of disengagement that's creating like emotional spiritual you know physical and mental health issues within racialized people from from the experiences and the additional stress that they have to carry and so it's how do we bring more of that awareness to the organization because i believe that companies are in a unique position to fight racism. Because, you know, if you go to your neighborhood, it's probably going to be much more people that look like you, same background, same experiences, you know, and that means the school, the elementary school that you go to is going to be in that neighborhood. So same thing. A workplace is a place where you're going to have a lot of people from different backgrounds, different educations, different countries, different languages coming together. And you have to spend a large part of your waking hours, you know, with these people of, of diverse backgrounds. So it's a great forum for discussion. It's a great forum to create familiarity and closeness. And the more that we can come together, the more that we can share our stories, the more that we can connect, you know, that helps to dispel a lot of the stereotypes and the prejudices and and the ill will that exists goes away as you get to know people, as you start to humanize them again, and we're able to come together. So I think the workplace is, is in a very unique position to help, you know, bridge some of these gaps and to foster these conversations that are going to spill out into the rest of the community
0: yeah so for the, if you're listening to this the website is culturecheck.com and you have a free and confidential incident report form that people can fill out yeah and you have a support hub and you have information to become a corporate ally so whether you're an employee or an employer you will work with different individuals as an organization is that correct
1: right now you know what we're really providing as we're rolling this out are our workshops and then different like webinars and, and things like that i'll go into the organization and and run these workshops to help them create, bring more awareness to create an an anti-racist culture. And so if you work for a place and and you're looking to have these services, uh, happy to come into your organization to help facilitate that. And then, yeah, for, for people who are experiencing racial discrimination in the workplace, if you've anything that have, you know, that you've experienced that you've gone through, please submit the form as you share your stories. All of this information gets used to help us support one another, and then to bring this information to workplaces, right? So we're not we're not going to your workplace and say like, hey, so and so said this, this and that everything's anonymous. And it's just data that we collect so that we can go into organizations. So we can let them be aware that, hey, these are the types of things that are happening. These are the types of things that are being said to racialize people within the community. And so it's really as you share your stories, you're going to be helping out the whole community as we bring more awareness to this. And you know, we're going to try our best. To help support you, you know, to provide any sort of best practices and advice on, on how to bring some reconciliation to your specific situation.
0: Thank you so much for your time, Nathan. If we want to get in touch with you, is there a particular way that you prefer to contact you?
1: Yeah, I mean, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Nathan Hall. I'm on LinkedIn to Nathan.j.d.hall. Yeah, I guess those are probably the best ways
0: and I love your Instagram if you want some you know mini professional development watch one of Nathan's stories or reels or whatever they're called (laughs) now he's always giving I'd say straight talking advice investing in yourself just making progress over perfection and failing forward and just things that we always forget but need to hear all the time I I really thank you for your time and is there anything you want to add I always ask you know what kind of future do you want your child to inherit but you're working to create that and you have already you know shared that and you've written your opinion piece about wanting a new normal and you're actively trying to create that in terms of maybe parenthood rewinding a couple years before becoming a parent is there anything in hindsight you wish someone maybe would have told you
1: you know again i think it comes back to this north star thing and being very clear on what is that future that you're trying to create for yourself what is your family going to look like in 20 years from now. And really always keeping that in mind, because a lot of times we get we get caught up in the day. And it's like, I'm optimizing, it's like, okay, I need to send out this email, or I need to do that, I need to, you know, get this project out. And we make a lot of sacrifices along the way, right. And so it's just being very mindful of what Either way, you're gonna to have to make sacrifices, right? Like let's let's be honest. Like the more you have coming at you, the more you have to do, the more sacrifices you are gonna to have to make. And this is this is a part of being a leader, being a parent, getting older, right? You just don't have enough time to do everything. And so being very, very intentional and thoughtful about what is important what needs to stay and what needs to go and oftentimes you know with work you can say like well this project is timely my kid is going to be there day in and day out forever you know but in 10 years from now which is going to matter more right? That project or your kid. And again, you can say, well, if I just miss one day or one practice, one event with my kid, is that really a big deal in the grand scheme of things? And again, like, you know, this is something that you you need to, to figure out on your own. But trying to, to maintain that balance, I think is, is very key, where maybe you're not going to do everything you want to professionally, you're not going to do everything you want to as a parent as a spouse. But what is that balance? that makes the most sense for you that you can be proud of that you can live with right and then in 40 years from now when you look back you're like yeah i i made good decisions i went forward right like how many times have you heard no one on their deathbed is saying i wish i worked more right we all hear that we've heard it a million times but we continue to optimize our lives around working more and getting more mm-hmm. done and all, all of these things and so it's it's really about how do we create a lifestyle for ourselves that we're happy with with the work that we're doing and we're not consumed by the work that we're doing how do we enjoy our children and not be consumed by them right it's like they're every stage of childhood brings different difficulties and different different issues right like my, my son's three years old right now and that that is a that's a that's a Situation. (laughs) And, uh, but, but there's a lot of beauty that comes with that age as well. Right. And I know that in 10 years from now, I am going to remember these days fondly. I am going to look back at these days longingly. Right. And so it's like now it's really taking the time to appreciate where you're at. Take the time. We're always, especially if, you know, these are all entrepreneurs listening, it's like always pushing ourselves to get the best thing, to do more, to have more. You know what I mean? Like it's not where it's at, but really appreciate appreciating process really appreciate where you're at right now appreciate where you've come from and you can still look forward to the future you can still dream of a better future and work towards that but it's keeping that balance so that you don't lose sight of the blessings that are right in front of you in anticipation for future blessings that you're you're trying to achieve right because right now you're you're reaping all of those future blessings that you were dreamed of five years ago right and you spent more Mm -hmm. time dreaming about out those blessings and you're spending appreciating the blessings that you've worked so hard for right so don't let your past self be disappointed because you don't appreciate all the <laughs> all the hard work and, and sacrifices yep. that you made to get to where you are right now right and so taking that time just just to appreciate this um, and keeping that balance i know it's hard and obviously not everything is in perfect evenly distributed balance there's going to be some weeks where work takes higher priority some weeks family but just making sure that some weeks it is family some weeks it is yourself some weeks it is your spouse and that in the end things start to balance out or they're in a in a ratio that you are intentional about right and that it's not just oh work has gotten away from me this has become too much but i'm very mindful i'm very intentional about the time that i'm going to be spending in each of these areas so i think that that's that's really it and and creating that you know you're asked about as far as the future one of my biggest things like like i mentioned before like school was was one of the worst periods of my life like I hated school so much and the anxiety that it caused me I feel it so much more now for my son and like the fear of him going into school and the experiences that I felt and how am I going to deal with this and putting him into that situation it creates a lot of anxiety and fear for me you know and a lot of this is based around race you know like we where we live it's still predominantly a, a white area and this is a, a serious concern for me and teachers have such an impact on, on a children's sense of self-worth and, and all these types of things. And, you know, being very mindful of that. I'm not I'm not outsourcing all of his learning to the school and being very intentional about what the things that I am going to teach him, what I want to expose him to. And then the teacher is supplementing that. Um, the school is supplementing that. And, you know, just being involved. Like I, I know kind of what, what are those gaps that I experience and that I'm I'm aware of. So I'm ready to kind of deal with that. But at the same time, it's, you know, I think for all parents sending your kids to school is terrifying because like you're just like oh i have spent so many years like protecting this thing and now i'm just sending it off to the wolves and it, it just feels like there's just so much more extra weight for sending out a black son into the world and you know you get to that point where you get to an age where you're no longer considered cute you're considered a threat and you know what i mean like it, it, it's it's tough it's tough to deal with those things and you know when you go through it yourself um you know it's one thing but the 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 the, the thing that you've produced that you've been trying to protect so much you know preparing them for those realities it can be it's very stressful and something we put a lot of, of thought behind and you know and trying to figure out you know the right school and you know, what's the right things to expose him to and and, and train him for and it's, it's a lot of stress it's a lot of it's a lot of yeah, you know difficult like conversations and stuff. But you know, as so I'm hoping, like I said, a lot of the work that I'm doing now and trying to train people around these things, create more conversations around this and dealing with parents in the workplace, let me train you because now what you learn here, you're going to take back to your home, right? And that's what you're going to mm-hmm. teach to your kids that are going to go to school with my kids. You know, this is, is not just a job for me, this is, you know, personal mission, you know, to educate people on these things and to try and create more awareness awareness around around this topic of conversation which my whole life people told me that doesn't exist right they tell me like i'm crazy they tell me that oh you're reading too much into situations oh it's not that big of a deal right and constantly being denied and belittled for my experiences and so it's really now you know just catching up on on again getting comfortable in your own skin where it's like no my experiences are meaningful they are something you need to listen to them and just creating more of that awareness of of those experiences that have been shut down so often uh, in my life. So really want to create an environment where people coming behind me don't have to go through that. And the walls and the hoops that I've had to go through to get where I'm at, I just want to be able to make it a little bit easier for, for people who are coming up behind me.
0: Thanks again to Nathan for taking the time to speak about all things parenthood, leadership, business, and getting comfortable with being uncomfortable in order to grow check out Nathan and his work at culturecheck.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your network and leave a review. It helps other parents find the podcast. You can access more parent-friendly professional development, flexible, and remote work with kids resources on my website at mixingbabiesandbusiness.com. Thanks for listening.